0: Welcome to week 15 podcast. Here, fantasy football season is now. We aren't just trying to make the playoffs. We're here to win them. Good morning, T-Dub. My goodness, bro. We're here for the grind. If you uh, are watching this on YouTube, you see that we are not in the Cross America studio. We are at my house. It is 6.15 in the morning. Tyler's got to go to school. We didn't have a lot of time this week. So we're going to grind this morning and get this episode in. And I'm hyped about it because we're talking about our top 30 wide receivers. Uh, We've said many times, you know, your league is one in the middle rounds. Um, So really the second half of this list is guys you're looking for in the middle rounds. And, um, you know, we're excited about being able to get into some of those details. But before we get into it, Tyler, talk to me about some wins.
1: Yeah, so I help coach the football team here at the school that I coach or I teach at. And we did a football camp at Shiloh. Nice. Which is in Marion, Indiana. Uh, We stayed overnight, had two practices, uh, ate a bunch of good food, and um, got to climb the rock wall, do the zip line, big swing, you know, kayaking the pool, all that. So I was never a uh, camp kid growing up. I was too busy on a baseball field, but had a lot of fun um, at football camp this past weekend. What about you, Johnny? Uh, my win is that our podcast
0: studio is doing really well. Um, as you've heard us mention before, this is a So Will I Studios production. My wife and I started that podcasting brand this year. Um, our week 15 podcast was the first one to launch. Missing Midwest was the second to launch. We launched it last month and it is killing it. Uh, as a studio, we've now reached 2000 downloads. So, uh, very excited about the future and what that's going to bring. um, You know, if you if you like true crime, check out my wife's podcast. I'm the co host. Uh, It's called Missing Midwest. A lot of fun on there. Um, And then we have our third podcast launching next month. It's going to be called Fence Peoples with my guy Riley Smith. So I'm excited about that as well. A lot of wins coming on the logistics side of the podcast life. Before we get to the wide receivers, we do want to talk about some questions that we had from the Facebook group. Uh, Shout out to Ray Molenex. He asked us if we believe Dalvin Cook is going to go to the Jets. And Tyler, I'll let you give me your thoughts first.
1: Yeah, I think they're kind of uh, assessing Brees Hall. You know, he's coming off that knee injury. And I think that if he is progressing well, he may not end up with the Jets. Um, But if they see something in camp, once things start to pick up, maybe in the preseason, if uh, the backup options don't do too well, I think their hands may be tied and they will be looking to sign Dalvin Cook um, but the bottom line here is that any team that signs Dalvin cook is instantly going to be better. Right. Right. No doubt about it. And, you know, I still think his best
0: fit is probably in Miami. Um, it's interesting to me that like the rumor mill has been around three teams in the same division. You know, I think the bills are out at this point. Um, but you know, it makes you wonder if there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there coming from Dalvin cooks camp, um, for contract sake, you know, trying to get that biggest, the biggest bid, um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a coin flip at this point, whether or not he goes to New York or whether he goes to Miami. And I think Dalvin Cook's camp is
1: kind of like, well, let's wait and see who needs him worse, yeah, who I, needs him the most. I think it's just contracts at this point. I think both teams would honestly like to have him, but it's just all about dollars and cents. And, and for fantasy purposes, we obviously want him in Miami. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and then, you know,
0: I think, too, it's interesting to see that those – extra million possibly or, or more money that's hanging around with this decision between the two teams is worth them not having him in camp. Yeah. Because like, I think if Miami made an extra strong offer, he'd be in Miami he'd be in their camp right now. Same for the jets. Um, so it's interesting that they're willing to just sit back and, and take a minute to, to figure that out. Um, another question that we had from TJ Peters was about Jonathan Taylor. Should you be shopping him? My personal belief is that he's going to play for the Colts? That nothing is going to change. That it was a lot of whining from a lot of different people, and that they're going to buckle
1: down and play some football this year. Yeah, J.T. is still even approaching his prime in my my opinion. So I'm not I'm not looking to shop him. Um, I mean, we have seen Lev Bell hold out in the past, and that was really bad for his owners. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to hold JT no matter what. Wh- whoever he's playing for, he's going to be great. And then one
0: more question that we had in our Facebook group, which, by the way, join our Facebook group. It's called Week 15 Podcast. We're going to ask all kinds of questions. We'll do polls in there. Um, just kind of updates on some of the leagues that we're doing, which we do still have a spot left um, if you are interested. Uh, we had somebody back out, so we do have that spot available if you want it. Um, but, yeah, we had one more question from my guy Rob Lash, dude. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Um, he was wanting to know if Jameer Gibbs is the real deal. Tyler?
1: Yeah, he he basically said, is he going to be a boom or a bust? I think the fear for Jameer Gibbs is DeAndre Swift. Um, I, I could see Gibbs being a between-the-20s guy and then Montgomery coming in the same thing as last year um, and just taking the goal line touches. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't mean, think he's going to be a, a bust by any mean, uh, but if you're looking for that boom, the fear is DeAndre Swift. Yeah, because like, like what, what Tyler's
0: saying is DeAndre Swift last year was fantastic in all the ways that we expect Jameer Gibbs to be fantastic. However, he wasn't getting touchdowns because once they got close, they gave it to Jamal Williams. And David Montgomery is a better Jamal Williams. So, you know, can we count on him to finish drives? Can we count on Jameer Gibbs to finish drives? I'm saying no, we cannot. Um, Just like we couldn't count on DeAndre Swift last year. All right, Tyler, you know, we talked a little bit about a trade. Was it last week we talked about the trade? Yeah. We've got another trade that has come up in our league between us with another wide receiver, and this one is a big one. Um, to give you guys a little bit of background on our league, like we mentioned before, um, you keep nine players, and then we have a draft of what's available. Um, how many first-round picks do you already have right now? I have two. Yeah, the number one overall pick and number seven. Number seven. Um and so we've kind of been talking about my number one pick and what I want to do with it. And, you know, I want a, I want a big-time wide receiver. And you have more wide receivers on your roster that you're possibly willing to shop. Um,
1: go ahead and give me your thoughts on my number th- number three overall picks, what I have, I believe. Yeah, you have number three overall. Yeah. Um, so Tyreek Hill in our league is what we call a free agent. So I've had him for three years. And so... Um, anybody that you have on your team that's a free agent that you've had for three years. So when you sign a new guy, you get to keep him for three years, and then you have to pay money to keep him. So if I give him to you, you will have to be spending your money on him, and I think I can uh, possibly replace him with your third overall pick. So that was my thought process.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I want to get another – I want to get a big wide receiver – um, and there's nobody available in the draft that I think reaches that, um, you know, qualification, uh, at least to that level. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. We had talked about trading the number one overall pick, um, for Tyree kill. Uh, this is like breaking news here. If you're in our league and listen to this, this is like, we had, we didn't really, we talked about this like a week ago. And yeah. I said, I wanted to do my wide receiver rankings, which I have, um, Talk to me. What what is your like official offer including my number one pick?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm we mentioned a player and pick swap, so I would give you number seven overall and a player for your number three overall and somebody else that you want. So we could definitely include Tyreek in that if you wanted. Yeah, and so you would be You would be moving back four spots. Would you be against straight up
0: one for Tyreek Hill? And keeping your first round pick number one overall. No, no, no. My first round pick for Tyreek Hill. And um, you, then you have three first round picks. Yeah, I would do that. Straight up. Tyreek Hill for my first round pick. Yeah. We got a deal right here in the fantasy football, in the, in the Lombardi League, on the podcast, with not a whole lot of like prefacing, really. We I talked didn't know about you like a week do ago. This. I, I woke up extra early this morning and uh, you can see the sun rising in the background there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm in on that trade. All right, done deal. Do do. This podcast is sponsored by Brothers and Cards. We are a sports cards company committed to glorifying God and loving others through the sports cards hobby. Whether you're trying to rip packs, join breaks, or add to your collection, we got you covered. Go follow us on Instagram at Brothers and Cards and check out our subscription box at brothersincards.com. All right, it's time to get into our top 10 receivers. We're going to rank them 1 through 10. Uh, we're going to talk about those guys first, some of the guys that we see discrepancies with, with like ESPN rankings and other things. Um, and then we're going to uh, talk about 11 through 20, and then we'll have a segment where we talk about 21 through 30. So before we talk any more about those later round guys, Tyler, give me your top 10 in order.
1: Number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Jamar Chase. Number three, Tyreek Hill. Number four, Stephon Diggs. Number five, Cooper Cup. Number six, Amon Ross St. Brown. Number seven, C.D. Lamb. Number eight, A.J. Brown. Number nine, Garrett Wilson, and number ten, Jalen Waddle. Wow. Yeah. So we have very different lists.
0: Um, That's good. Yeah. I know we didn't. Again, we don't talk about them before we come to the show, so we can kind of hash them out. Um, which one of those guys? Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown probably has the biggest jump compared to like um, you know ESPN leagues or whatever. Um, I know we've talked about him on the show a lot before, uh, but go ahead and just give me a quick like 30-second reason why he belongs in your top five.
1: Yeah, he's number six for me. Number six, I assume. But he's just such a big piece of that Lions offense, and I think him and Goff have such a good rapport. Uh, he's, a kind of, he's the kind of guy that catches the ball at all levels of the field. Uh, he's just a big part of that offense, and they're going to be behind because I don't think that defense has improved that much, and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot.
0: Fair assessment. Uh, My top 10, I have Jamar Chase at number one. We've kind of mentioned that before. I love him, Justin Jefferson. I love Kirk Cousins. I do think Joe Burrow is better. Um, And I think, you know, matchup-wise throughout the year, I really like what I see with Jamar Chase, especially in the playoffs. So Jamar Chase does take my number one receiver spot, Justin Jefferson at close second. Um, I have Tyreek third as well. Stephon Diggs is my fourth. So we're pretty spot on with the top four. Um, when I get to number five, I have Devontae Adams, which I, I didn't hear him in your top 10. Was that correct? He's not. Interesting. Um, so that was kind of a hot take we didn't talk about. We'll get to that later. Uh, CD Lamb, I have at six. Garrett Wilson, I have at seven. Cooper Cup, I have at eight. A.J. Brown at nine. And number 10, I have Emmanuel St. Brown. He was ranked 10th in the ESPN League, by the way. and You had him at six. Yep. Um, pretty much everybody on my top 10 was really close to the ESPN rankings, except for Cooper Cup. Um, he's the third overall receiver uh, on ESPN. I have him at eight. Um, you know, I I have a hard time believing he's going to continue to replicate the production that he's had in the past. Um, he's coming off an injury. Stafford's coming off an injury. The whole team has kind of been flipped upside down. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see if they battle back. I'd love to see. It. I'd love to see him and Stafford pick up where they left off in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm not really confident in that though. So he drops
1: number eight for me. Yeah, he's actually coming off of an injury and then a camp injury. He uh, tweaked his hamstring in camp. Uh, McVeigh said he's day-to-day. He's not that concerned, but it is definitely something worth monitoring. All right, we have heard the top 10. Johnny, give me your number 11 wide receiver to number 20. All right, number 11,
0: I have DK Metcalf. Number 12, T. Higgins. 13, Debo Samuel. 14, Jerry Judy. 15, Jalen Waddle. 16, Devontae Smith, 17, Chris Olave, 18, Keenan Allen, 19, Calvin Ridley, 20, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think on my list, the ones that stand out the biggest jumps to me, I mean, Debo Samuel's 16 on ESPN, I have him at 13, I still kind of think 13's like his floor, he's such a Swiss Army knife, he can do so many things, um, I think Brock is going to be more than capable of getting him the ball in all those different ways. Um, uh, I, I think, like I said, 13 is kind of a floor. I think he's a potential top top 10 guy um, that some people are not getting until you know, the 16th receiver. It's kind of crazy to me. Um, Jerry Judy, I have him at 14, up from 19. The Broncos are going to be a completely new team this year. Russell Wilson. In, in a good way. In a great way. <laughs> in a great way. Russell Wilson, I believe, is going to get back to form. Um, you look at the fantasy production of Russell Wilson's best receiver every year, uh, it's significant. How many times did Tyler Lockett win you your league? Um, DK Metcalf was excellent there when he was with him. Um, I think Jerry Judy is is a a better option than both of those guys, to be honest. So, um, with him being in that spot, I really like him. He's a top fifteen guy for sure to me. Um, I have Jalen Waddle at fifteen. He was ESPN ranked eleven. I think you had him in your top ten. Top ten. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To me, he's he's a wide receiver too. I am don't believe in Tua as much as I do some other quarterbacks. Um, I think teams are going to be a lot more prepared for what they brought this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Jalen Wall, great receiver, tons of potential. Um, when we're talking about like you know our top twenty guys, that's just that's just where he is for me. Uh, I also have DeAndre Hopkins at twenty. So much uncertainty there, um, but like if he's anything like the DeAndre Hopkins we've seen since 2013, he's probably a top twenty guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, could win you a league for sure. All right, Tyler, give me your uh, your top twenty or your t- eleven through twenty. Yeah, coming in at number 11 is Chris Olave. Number 12, like you mentioned, Debo Samuel. We've already seen uh, wide receiver, you know, one production from him. Oh, yeah. So, number 13, Devontae Adams. Number 14, DK Metcalf. Number 15, Devonta Smith. Number 16, T. Higgins. Number 17, my guy DJ Moore. Number 18, Calvin Ridley. Number 19, Drake London. And number 20, Keenan Allen. All right, um... So, go ahead and talk to me about Devontae Adams.
0: Uh, you know, he's ESPN ranked um, fifth, and you had him at 13.
1: 13, yeah. Let's hear it. Love the player, don't love the age, and we still don't know who's throwing him the football this year. Uh, if it is Jimmy G, uh, I think he'll get peppered with targets, but what do those targets, you know, turn into as far as fantasy production goes? I just think some of these guys above him are younger, more explosive players where they are in their career right now. I don't love the Raiders team overall, so hey, it's kind of the slide for me. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be force-fed no matter who's throwing the ball. I think they're always
0: going to be losing, so they're going to have to throw. Um, I think his skill set is still top tier. I mean, top tier. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there are obviously concerns with the rest of the offense and the team, so I get it. Uh, he's still top have him in my top five. Um, I think he's a top five talent he's not in top 5 situation for sure for yeah. sure
1: that, i mean that's that's what the slide was for me so he he finds himself just outside of that wide receiver one range at number 13 for me yeah and i want to hear uh, your confidence in drake
0: london as well because to be honest he is not in my top 30 wow really yeah,
1: really go he, ahead he had he had a really good year last year um i think he's going to be a focal point for the falcons this year coming into his year two season um, rookie wide receivers normally don't do great. And then they have a year to, uh, pick up, uh, they, they usually pick it up in the second year. So I, I'm, I'm expecting a breakout from Drake London this year.
0: I think exactly what you said is the reason I'm not a huge fan because, um, I don't see him as the type of guy that can just take over your offense. Um, I am concerned. Uh, I don't like Desmond Ritter i um, not a believer there. And if Drake London is the only offensive weapon, outside of B. John Robinson, and that's going to be a factor. Kyle Pitts. Even then, I'm not huge big. I'm not big on Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about Drake London. Uh, if he's going to be the guy that defense is focused on, I'm not sure he's good enough to overcome that. All right, man, we are in the middle rounds. We're talking about wide receivers 21 through 30. These are the guys that win your league. These are the guys that um, – you know, do what no one predicted or or at least, you know, what they weren't favored to do um, above and beyond to help set your team apart. Let's talk about your, your 21 through 30 wide receivers. Tyler, go ahead.
1: Yeah, coming in at number 21 is Christian Watson. Number 22, Jerry Judy. Number 23, Brandon Ayuk. Number 24, Amari Cooper. Number 25, DeAndre Hopkins. Number 26, Terry McLaurin. Number 27, Tyler Lockett. Number twenty-eight, Chris Godwin. Number twenty-nine, Marquise Brown, and number thirty, Mike Evans. Wow, our list's different,
0: man. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that uh, you mentioned that did make my list, and I'm sure I'm gonna have some as well. Um, which guy on your list do you feel the most strong about
1: and um, keeping them inside the top thirty? Yeah, I think it's Christian Watson for me. Um, I everything I've seen from Jordan Love is like, oh my goodness, this dude is the real deal. I understand it's just camp, but these guys know what they're talking about, and he is far and away, in my opinion, the best weapon in Green Bay, and I think he's he's going to be a big part of that offense, and I hope that Jordan Love proves himself this year. Yeah, you know, I have my doubts about Jordan Love,
0: um, but the Packers don't. No. You know, they've been very clear about that. We've seen what they do when they can have a true wide receiver one, and they've they've selected Christian Watson as that. Um, I think his, his situation with his franchise is beautiful. Um, I think if Jordan Love, if they're right about Jordan Love, Amari or Christian Watson is going to have a great year. Um, I noticed you had Jerry Judy uh, drop, like, significantly down from where I had him. Like, he was ranked 19th in ESPN. You had him at 23? 22? 22. Um, yeah, so that's not too big of a drop, I guess, from there. But, you know, go ahead and kind of give me your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, I just think the Broncos have a lot of mouths to feed. And while, you know, we agree he is the best option there, uh, there, there's a lot of mouths to feed, say what you want about Cortland Sutton, but he's going to get his targets. Uh, everybody's raving about Tim Patrick, the year two tied in Greg Dulcich. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. And, you know, while he might be the best option there, um, that might turn into six, seven, eight targets a game. And I just don't see that cracking the top 24 for me. I'm sorry. The top 25.
0: Yeah. You know what? I mean, I, again, I, I think he's going to be more of like a CD Lamroll. We talked about that a little bit. Um, but we'll see. We don't really know what to expect with the Broncos. Love Jerry Judy, though. Yeah, for sure. My uh, my 21 through 30. At 21, I have DJ Moore. 22, Christian Watson. 23, Amari Cooper. 24, Deontay Johnson. 25, Mike Williams. 26, Mike Evans. 27, Gabe Davis. 28, Kadarius Toney. Uh, 29, Odell Beckham Jr. And 30, Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, when I think about these guys, Joe Odell Beckham is ranked 58th, uh, in, in the ESPN rankings. I know that has to do with injury. I know that has to do with age. I know that has to do with new team. Um, if we see anything like the Odell we've seen in the past, he's going to be wide receiver one on that roster, at least, at least in several games. Um, and you know to to think about him in the top thirty. The other one, Kadarius Tony. I, I my opinion, I'm not sure what the depth chart looks like or what they're saying, but um, Kadarius Tony is the best wide receiver that Patrick Mahomes has outside of Travis Kelsey. And Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league by a lot. <laughs> um, so to think that he doesn't have a receiver in the top thirty seems a little silly to me. I almost feel silly putting him there at twenty eight. Um, but we saw what he could do in the Super Bowl. Um, they obviously have a good rapport already. I like a Darius Tony. I think 28 is his floor to be honest. Yeah. You uh, could
1: be right there on Odell.
0: Yeah. I like both those. And then Gabe Davis, we've talked about him a lot too. There's going to be a lot of games this year where he's wide receiver one in Buffalo in terms of, uh, production, maybe not targets, but finding the end zone. He always has a way with that. You have Stefan Diggs at number four. Um, you know, we've talked about Jamar chase and T Higgins. I don't think it's that different of a situation. Um, so, yeah, I like having him there in my top 30 as well. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin f- fell out of my top 30. I had him at 31. Uh, he- he's going to be wide receiver one there. I have a lot of questions about Sam Howell. But, yeah, you know, we'll see. Fact, fun, 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 fun fact, fun fact, fun fact, fun facts.
1: facts, fun facts, fun facts. My fun fact is that while I was playing a baseball tournament, when I was 13, I actually got to meet Muhammad Ali, got my picture taken with him, got his autograph, uh, pretty sweet deal to meet the goat there. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny. We didn't talk about uh,
0: lining up our fun facts, but mine is when I got to meet, you know, one of my guys, uh, Tim Tebow, always been one of my favorite players. Um, when I was in high school, he was at Florida and I just loved his passion um, for football, his passion for the Lord. And I like to model my game after him. Um, at least in the sense of like leading your team that way. Uh, he was a m- much better runner than I was. <laughs> um but greatest uh, college quarterback of all time. Yeah, loved him, loved the competitiveness he had, um, and just his attitude. Uh so when I got to college, I actually chose the number fifteen because of Tim Tebow. That's awesome. And uh played my time at Taylor, graduated, coached around a couple of years, and then I actually coached at Taylor University for a season. Um and in that season, Tim Tebow came to speak at Chapel at Taylor University. Uh, I found out about it. I was like, man, I got to be involved in some way. And so, you know, there's a lot of guys on the football team that were a part of the whole day. My job was to hold the door for him when he uh, got done speaking at Chapel because he had to be on first take at 11. Chapel, wow. Chapel ended at 10.50, and he had to be on first take at 11.00. My job was to escort him to where he was supposed to be for that to like eliminate any kind of like, you know, Distraction. distractions or anything like that. So I was like excited about it. And so like I'm there, they're there and they're like, he will be done praying by 1050. He has to be done at 1050. So I'm standing at the door. It's like 1052. He's still preaching. He hasn't even started praying. Oh, yeah, I'm no. like sweating. Like I wanted to be able to like shake his hand at least, you know, now it's like we're sprinting from the state. So it's like 1055. He starts praying. And I'm like, dude, what? Like am I? What am, <laughs> am I supposed to just. Go right through the wall, like what am I supposed to do? And um, so he gets done praying. We go, like, his people come with him, he's like, they're like giving him notes. I'm opening the doors, like there's absolutely no instance for possibly like meeting him or whatsoever. It is like a sprint. And he's like putting different headphones headsets on, they're like giving him notes and stuff. And he goes into this room and like literally, like without taking a breath, is live with Stephen A. Smith on first take. It was a wild situation to watch. And so, me and – his name's Everett Pollard. He was the quarterback at Taylor at the time. Also wore 15. Also a huge Tim Tebow fan. He was, like, part of doing this with me and stuff. And so, we're kind of just, like, sitting there talking about, like, how cool it was that he was there. Um, there was another buddy that was there with us. Uh, and and we were all just kind of, like, you know, amazed by the situation. We're watching first take on our phones. We're watching him talk, wow. you know. And it's, like, we're literally seeing him in there. And it's, like, crazy situation. Um, and it's, like, you know, his his segment on the show ends – And uh, they open the door and start carrying like a tray in there for lunch. And we're just kind of standing in the hallway. He pops his head out. He's like, hey, you guys want to have lunch with me? What? Yeah, bro. We were like, are you serious? And they were like, there was all these rules, like, you know, don't talk to them. I mean, like, you know, they have to protect players, whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so we like go in there and we're talking to him and stuff. And he was just so chill. So cool. I was able to tell him that. I chose number 15 because of him, which is like something I always wanted to have the opportunity to do. And he was like, no way. Man. He was like so like hump, like like pumped about that. That's I'm awesome. like, I can't be the only person wearing number 15 in the country because it's TiVo. But um, to be able to do that with Everett, who was also wearing 15 because of him, what a special time it was. You know, he talked about the transition from playing, you know, football to baseball and how really football was still his first love. But he loved playing baseball and professional sports. And um, we got to talk to him for probably like 20, 30 minutes and uh just like hang out with tim tebow for a little bit was something that was incredible afterwards there was like a a gala or whatever which like we also had rules like no pictures like all that stuff and um they invited like the taylor people invited me and everett to come to that so we got to like you know kind of do like a meet and greet which we had already done but like we kind of just let him do his thing and then at the end he took pictures with all of us and so i got my picture taken with tim tebow that's awesome yeah, we'll have to post that on on the on the Instagram. But yeah, definitely a fun fact for sure. Uh, something I'll never forget. Uh, guys, we're so thankful for you guys for listening to this podcast. Uh, follow us on TikTok. Um, make sure that you're in the Facebook group Week Fifteen Podcast. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time.